Man, we got a long night ahead of us on the podcast, man. What do you think about that? Long night? Uh, this is sure. one where I could, I could forecast it and say, yeah. You think we got a long night? Not just us. What? what, what, what Not just that? us. What's going on? Me and you could probably do about 45 minutes tonight of content. Easy, easy. But what do we, what, what, but, what? If we but if we bring in the golf super fan. What? NBA expert slash. Music savant? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm a bit disappointed <laughs> at the moment with, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Alex Gorn, uh, guest number two, official guest number two. He's going to be talk about a big week. Yeah, he's going to be joining us this golf. week. And uh, before we dive into that, let me remind you: you're listening to the role players. You've got Arthur Mosley and Daniel Allen. Remember, our opinions don't matter, but you should listen anyway. Uh, before we jump into our interview with Alex, I do want to mention a couple of our sponsors: YourOrganizeIt.com. Uh, your life, your way, your time. Make sure you check out YourOrganizeIt.com for all your organizational needs and also for all your pet sitting and dog walking needs. Hill Strides on Facebook, Hill Strides in the greater Canton, Hickory Flat, Holly Springs, and Macedonia area for all of your pet sitting and dog walking needs. And one last shout out. We got a big shout out from our friends over at Cedarwood Tavern. Yeah, that was uh, cool. I like that. You know, they mentioned us as one of the, one of the, uh, one of the uh, things that follows to, to tune into just for a good podcast. So hope we're, uh, I think we picked up a couple of more followers and we'll, we'll go follow back. Uh, our apologies. Oh, we've, yeah. been little, we've been a little distracted. Been uh, busy this week. This, this past week. But uh, uh, with that said, Daniel, are you ready to get in this interview with Let's with, jump right into it right. because people are going to hear enough of us over the next however long. I'm not going to spoil it. But but yeah, let's, let's get right into uh, Alex. So basically he was the first time Masters... Um, Patron, yes, they call it, and we're going to talk about his experience, what he saw, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then a little bit of music talk at the end, in which I I get a little overly upset at y'all, but yeah. And now, as a special guest to the role players this week, we've got one of our faithful listeners, Mr. Goran T. Alex Goran, on the line, calling in live on our podcast. Well, live as we record, not live as you're listening, but. Uh, yeah. Live this week, Mr. Gorn. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing well. Um, a- Alex is a well, like we said, loyal listener. Uh, but something happened to Alex, uh, and let me kind of give a brief history. Uh, I met him through you, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, playing basketball, right? And he, yeah, he was. Uh, we used to battle a lot. He was the young, you know, the young legs. And I y'all was, are y'all are similar in size. Yeah. And, and in the and the yeah. courts, the games we'd run, there were always like four shorts and then two big guys. So y'all always had to play against <laughs> each other. And I kind of hated that because he's younger than me and he's a little more nimble than I was. Yeah, so he had more perimeter. Yes, 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 yes. And um, so anyway. Uh, Somewhere between, uh, within the last 365, maybe 540 days, Alex has taken this grand liking to golf. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought, what? No, no better time to get a caller in who had the opportunity to go take in one of the premier sporting events, not just of the spring, but of, uh, I would say, of the, of the year. It's, to me, the premier event in the world. I mean, hey, maybe the World Cup final. On a not like worldwide scale, but you can't like the Super Bowl is cool with us one day, and it's always kind of anticlimactic. National title game, uh, there's tons of commercials. But dude, the four days out there, and this is the drama of it. 
It's, it's a tradition like March Madness is cool, but it's, it lasts a little too long. Yeah, I don't know what to do with myself now. Honestly, I don't. I, <laughs> I it, it, it feels weird because I don't. I'm like, what is that? What's the other tournament I need to get excited about? You kind of build your way up to the Masters, and then, yeah. like you said, it's like the climax. It's like we're here, and anything else after that feels just not as cool or not as not as grand. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like a mourning period afterwards. Yeah, where it's gone, yeah. and you want to just kind of, you know, you go out. Yeah, I, I kind of would just feel like driving up to Augusta and just sitting outside the gates and just looking in and hoping I can sneak, you know, just something because yeah. it's, yeah, it's all this and it comes and it's so exciting and then poof, it's gone. And they, like do, it. they do a story about the whole, like, Eamon's Corner and they're like, this is the last time this, you know, hole will be touched for another 365 days, you know, and it's like, gosh, to put it in perspective, like, there's really no major tournaments that get played there. It really is untouched till next year. That's, in, that's insane to think about. So Alex was um, fortunate enough uh, to attend. We the, went Wednesday. The best, probably the best session of the week, right? People say so. I've been on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so I haven't gone on the weekend. But but I I mean honestly, it would be I wouldn't go on a Sunday. Period, because you can't follow anything, and it's yeah. just so so crowded. Sure, no and then Saturday, phones, yeah. right? Yeah. So the Thursday was cool. The the excitement of that it's actually happening, but the the Tuesday and Wednesday were a lot more fun because they're more mm-hmm. laid back. You can go wherever you want. It's you can take pictures. To me, those are the days to go. And the Wednesday is I, we so so we looked at I, we, the par three contest, right? So I told him mm-hmm. when we went, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, we got to walk the course because you got to see the course one through eighteen because. When you watch on TV, it's hard. It, it doesn't do kind of runs together. Yeah, and you got to get a lay yeah. of it and know what's here, what's there. So we did that, yep. and uh, we spent, we spent like planned on spending like five minutes watching Tiger come up nine, right? But then you get stuck in that crowd, and like I told him, I almost passed out. I was like, as a short person in a crowd like fifteen deep where you're not moving, it gets it gets crowded quick. And then yeah. so. Like I gotta see Jack. That's the only other thing I've never seen Jack in person. I gotta see him at the part three. So, so we looked, and originally it said one o'clock, but then I opened our pamphlet and it was like part three contest, three to five. So I was like, all right, it'll start at three o'clock. So like three thirty, we're like, let's cruise over there. We went to the practice range. I honestly, I almost started falling asleep because I <laughs> didn't get any sleep the night before. So we go, to, we go to, the, we would go over there, and they're already there's like three holes left because it started at twelve or one. Alex, what turns out is on in the pamphlet it was showing the TV schedule that was from three to five. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so, but we did we did get over there and and it's that little thing is fun the, the part three contest. I'll let I'll let Alex tell the story of what the the main event from that because we got there and we saw Jack was hitting on number six and so I. And it happened. We were standing there right on number seven. So we're like, All right, let's stand luck. here. It was yeah, pure luck. So, yeah. Jack, so Jack and Gary Player and Tom Watson are coming through. So real, real quick, before you tell that story, why don't you tell us as a, your first time being in Augusta? Um, Daniel and I have been there before, but your first mm-hmm. time being in Augusta, kind of tell us what that was like for you, and then kind of jump into this story. Okay, that, yeah, we'll works. get back because this was the <laughs> highlight of the. <laughs> yeah, when when you walk in, it's just like a theme park, right? I mean, you don't expect. You don't expect it to be as grand and to be as clean cut as everybody talks about. Like everybody says how beautiful it is, right? And you go on, like you pull into Augusta, right? And you, you know, Augusta is what everybody talks about. You know, the nickname Disgusta, right? You, 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 you pull in. Yeah, 
We got some prime wanna, seating in the back of a shady restaurant with the guy right. we'll wearing a security t-shirt. restaurant. Yeah, some guy <laughs> guarding security was like sitting on the hood, Daniel's hood, like guarding the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, had had like a forty-five on his waist. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it made me real uncomfortable. But then Daniel, I'm like sitting here, I'm wondering to myself, I'm like, what is this place gonna be like? Because right now, the first ten minutes being Augusta, I'm kind of questioning everything. And I had hyped it up quite a bit. And yeah, I had told well, him, I'm, I've hyped it up, and I'm wondering if I hyped it up too much, but I also don't think it's possible to. So I'd hyped it up a bit, but go on. There's nicer, like, I've been to other courses in Florida and stuff, and it's like, a lot of these places, you know, the shopping malls all have to have, like, a set style, right? So even as you pull into a city where a golf course is located, it still feels like, feels rich, just feels nice, right? And right. so when you get to augusta you don't really get that same vibe it's not it's not like that at all they're not so they're park, not higher class wendy's right exactly so we park we walk into this place and and it, i mean it was incredible first off daniel walks in and uh forgets to show his ticket and just walks right in because <laughs> he owns it you know he's a member <laughs> i don't yeah i thought like, the tickets what? were up ahead the scanners <laughs> He just zooms right through, and that's how. That's another thing too that we don't talk about enough, Daniel, is that how nice the group, like the crowd, or I guess the the the, the people running the tournament there, because yeah. they couldn't have been nicer to you about doing that. You know, anywhere else would have been like you'd been dragged down and tackled for walking through, right, without showing your ticket. These these ladies were like, "Sir, sir," and they kind of weighed you down all nice like, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like immediately I had a great impression off of that. Um, but we walk in, and like the grass. Daniel was like, touch it, just touch it. Like, give, give it a, give it a, give it a touch. And it just feels like every blade of grass is perfectly cut the same way. And it feels almost like it's carpet, but it's real. And there's dirt under there and it's incredible. So we're just walking around the tournament. And, and, and initially, like when we were walking around, I'm just trying to get like a feel for everything, you know, and, and you're kind of overwhelmed at first because it's a large golf course, obviously. Right. But as you start to walk it and you start to look around, you're just you're just blown away. So Daniel, I don't know if you want me to tell the story about the about the weeds, the weed story. But as yeah, we're walking in, yeah. uh, you, you want me to go into that, or you got something later? For yeah, that? yeah. Because okay. because I had I had said, hey, twenty dollars if you find a weed on the property. Because I was a hundred percent confident there was not a weed on the property. So I I thought. Alex might kind of laugh and 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 like take Forget a look around it. and dude he took that to heart like his life's mission. But let me tell you, let me tell you how hard it was though. I didn't find one till like I mean 18. it might have been six six eighteen. Yeah, we it, yeah. we had walked the course. It probably took us about two three hours. The whole two three hours, I couldn't find one single blemish on right. this course. We're walking up and, the fairway of eighteen. But there you, happens to be a tree with like a little tiny sprout below it, and he's like, "That's a weed." It's that not a weed. That's a little Bubba, tree. Was that around where Bubba hit out of that one time, Daniel? Was uh, that around that area? No, no. It looks okay, similar. Right. It was yeah, on eight yeah. between the T and fairway of eighteen. It was actually right where on where Jordan Spieth hit his ball into the tree this weekend. Yes. And it fell down. Yes. So that's right where it was. Okay. That's what I was telling my wife. I was yelling at the TV, and I was like, "That's where I found a weed." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? Like, I what know. exactly were you doing there with Daniel? I was like, I was like long, long story. Long yeah, story. yeah, we paid seven bucks to go. So Look did, for weeds. So you, you well, I, I guess you should have taken a picture. That was Wednesday. You could have taken a picture and sent it to the groundskeeper. Mm. Is that a thing that we could have done? That would have been uh, amazing. I would I would not advise that you do that. 
<laughs> I would have shown up missing. I would have come back to work the next week. Or you could have just like... posted it on Twitter and let the whole world see that. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I hey, I've been very long, lucky honestly. to be picked in the lottery twice, and some people swear that it's not random, right? So if the guy I take with me happens to be tweeting out pictures of weeds, I'm never <laughs> going back. Never going back, right? Yeah. yeah. Then uh, I made it my mission to find that weed in that in the course. And I mean, he did. I, I was shocked. There was a, there was a wager on there on the line, and so I could not have let that go. So, if, so. but the casual fan who wasn't looking for weeds wouldn't have found a weed is is that what you're telling me no no even a serious fan now i had to no. I, I will ask a question let me let me jump in and i know you got to tell your the par three story it's coming yeah. up but i got a quick question for you now now alex you become like this diehard golf fan are you the golf fan that shows up to the golf course <laughs> no. wearing your golf cleats or golf spikes no. or are you wearing tissues because no. i have been to several uh, I've been fortunate enough to be to attend uh, TPC at Sawgrass a few times uh, back in in Jacksonville in Ponte Vedra, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh, a couple tournaments here. Uh, Daniel and I've been to the uh, uh, tour championship tour championship at Eastlake, mm-hmm. and one mm-hmm. of the things that I'm going to stereotype somebody. Normally, it's like uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, probably about between the ages of 55 and 65, and he's wearing his uh, slacks. A golf shirt and his golf shoes to (laughs) watch. (laughs) To watch. And I'm thinking to myself, are are you making sure you get the proper footing? Do you? I mean, because I don't think my tennis shoes mark up the course at all if I'm walking around, and 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 that's what I wear. Now the superintendent would prefer you not have spikes on your shoes. Actually, (laughs) yeah. yeah, Believe it or not. So, so you aren't you aren't that guy. I just had to tell him. Tell him. This topic was brought up before Alex was given a yeah, ride. Yeah, I was told not to wear. I was told not to wear my golf cleats. Well, I, sa- I said you could, but you would just be asked to leave the vehicle and not take it. <laughs> I I also, as soon as he told me that, I got freaked out about what I needed to wear. Like, I was like, uh, now I'm second guessing everything. Like, what is I it? I should a have golf- said a, like a blazer and like you know a tie. <laughs> if you can find is a it golf polo, okay? It's like a golf polo okay for me to wear you know I'm, I'm like super freaked out i was i, I texted daniel the night before i was like uh is this okay you know and, uh, it, it, everything's fine as long as you just don't wear the golf cleats that's a little yeah. excessive I, yeah, i'm right. in that same boat <laughs> so but so. you but you didn't wear jorts right you did not wear jorts no 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 jean no denim um okay, you know no denim's a good look yeah. at any yeah. course yeah, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. a good look <laughs> yeah it's not a good look at all so I left the jean jacket vest gimmick at home. I, yeah. I, I decided. I said that's just not not the right place. Same plate. That's a same plate. Yeah. But the thing is, in Augusta, you can put that on as soon as you walk out, and you are one of the. You know, exactly. you fit right in. You're like exactly. We could have gone to traditions or legends or whatever that parking lot was. We picked in. I mean, it's a perfect place for that that yeah. kind of outfit. Yeah. We did so. see a good many and. Um, the, my, one of my favorite things of it is all the European fans that dress up in like, yeah, you know the British flag, like the like the whatever that what's Union, it called Union Jack, Union Jack yes. pants, and and some people are wearing the old like Jesper Parnovic pants. Yes, and, and that, Jesper. That's what I like. Yeah. They wear the, I like the flags. I like when they put like flags all over the pants. Yeah, uh-huh. like, yeah the British flag. That's the, that's a that's a sharp look. That's a very sharp very look. It kind of gives you that Ryder Cup. Gives you that Ryder Cup feel. Yes. You know? And yeah. probably the tournament that is furthest away from the Ryder Cup. And, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, exactly. So no, no fans chanting "Dilly Dilly." I heard they would be removed. Tossed. Yeah. Yeah. So no yeah. Dilly Dilly. No, I didn't hear any we Dilly Dilly. We even commented Dan- on that. We were like, "That's the 
dumbest thing on the <laughs> yeah. planet. Yeah, <laughs> dilly dilly. It was as quick as it got there. Is it quickly left? Like as quick as quick as it got to the pinnacle of you know social, you know outreach, and everybody was saying it. It was big. It, it people just turned on it. They were like enough of this, and now it's not even allowed in the Masters. Of it. Right, out, right, <laughs> rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> They still yeah. say some dumb things. Hey, we didn't hear much. We didn't hear much. We heard some stupid stuff. Now, I yeah. think that should be a bit that we have. I think even Golf Digest has done an article on that where they talk about what is the dumbest thing you heard in the crowd yeah. at the Masters. And I think that's an interesting conversation because we, we were around some guy cracking jokes with Justin and Ricky peeing off. Yeah. And I, and I remember just sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, because I used to knock Justin Thomas for – how he was a little bit upset with some of the chatter he hears in the crowd. Like he's been the most sensitive to it. And if you think about how much tigers heard it coming up, right. I'm sure tiger heard it all, you know, Um, Justin seems a little bit overly sensitive about it. So, but then you hear the comments that are like, you're sitting there, you hear this comments and you're like, man, if I had to hear that at every hole and every tournament, right. For 72 holes, I would be, I'd be sick of it too. And I would be, I'd be tossing guys out as well. Yeah. You know? I, I think, and, and this is not, I, I, I digress a little bit with baseball, but uh, this happened to Brandon Phillips. And it's a little bit different because golf, you are right up on the action when you're at yeah. a golf tournament. Brandon yeah. Phillips, baseball player, was on deck uh, in Cincinnati last season. I think he was playing for the Braves or two seasons ago. And somebody was, you know, giving him the business, talking trash, it cost him that. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, uh, kind of like casually he's smiling listening to it and this person's going on and on and he kind of leans over and turns around and he goes bet you won't say that shit in my face <laughs> <laughs> and the person shut up and that was that took care of that yeah and so um, so I don't know if golfers that's a golfers a little, game like golf that's a little less probably appropriate for Justin Thomas to I say. could see John Daly saying that I, yeah <laughs> you could say John you could say Bubba saying that um Patrick even might might say that, but Patrick would definitely say that. Yeah, fact, uh, he wouldn't say anything. He just had. He's going to catch more heat now that more people have heard his story, though. I, I mean, think he'll still continue to be the same guy. He is. Yeah, he I will. It'll fuel him. I mean, he feeds off yeah. that man. When we were yeah. watching and the golf, I was watching the golf network picked who was going to win Sunday morning, and every one of them picked Patrick Reed. And I, I mean, Rory, I was like, oh, God, that's over. Kiss a dick. Yeah, <laughs> guy, I told my dad, I was like, he's right. winning. The, you know, nobody's right. going to beat him. He's not. Right. It, this, this, and they were like, well, Patrick played at Augusta State. He'll have the home field advantage. You're like, no, he will not. No. no. <laughs> People no. don't like him. You know how quiet that was on 18 when he came up yes. and then made the putt? It was the most awkward, awkward thing. Awkward, yeah. yeah. But he doesn't give a damn. He's just like. Yeah, I mean, I'm he here to play everybody. golf. I'm here to wear tournaments. Like he just says the robotic thing. I'm here to win tournaments. God, to win they tournament. even asked him, "Was it bittersweet not having your your parents um, out there?" And his response, "I'm just here to win, play golf, and win tournaments." Like not even like, dude, you are cold, cold blooded. Yeah. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Daniel, <laughs> yeah. Daniel speaking of the uh, speaking of the Patrick Reed Rory combination, what are what are your opening odds for Patrick Reed to wear the green jacket at the Ryder Cup next year? <laughs> like, what, what are the chances on the first hole he comes out there and he's got the green jacket on teeing off right, right in Rory's face I can see that I that want money on that I want money moment. on that one yeah, that, would I, be, I, that would be the ultimate that's gonna be oh man that's I think, exactly I think golfers person who would do that, that. Well, yeah, I think a, a bad guy it hasn't had a, a bad guy in a long time. Well, and yeah. I, I was talking to one of my colleagues at work, and he said, look, when, when Nicholas and Palmer were playing, 
Nicholas was the bad guy. He wasn't, yeah. And it, and it wasn't until Palmer, Palmer kind of faded off into the, the sunset that Nicholas became a more likable character. Yeah, for in, sure. In terms, and I say character in terms of that, like, like what yeah, you need. Yeah, people there's don't no, like him. There's he no drama. And... There's no there's no Tiger Woods, you know, Tiger on the prowl. And, and Tiger played this weekend, but there's none of that suspense, I guess, is what it is. And when you have a villain, that villain provides a level of suspense. Man, right. He is the perfect villain, isn't he? He's the he perfect is. villain for anything. <laughs> <laughs> except for Just, except for one week in the year when he's wearing red, white, and blue, and he's like my favorite player. In the Ryder Cup, I love him. But I yeah. equally dislike He's more tolerable than he used to be, okay? Because I used to, I mean, viciously pull against him. I, it's, I don't hate him. I, I don't like him. But he, um, he's not as bad. After he, the first time in the Ryder Cup when he shushed the crowd over there, with Jordan Spieth, and then with Rory, that match back and forth was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And, and yeah. so I don't, I don't yeah. hate him. I, yeah. I would have preferred Little Ricky win it or or Spieth or someone not named Patrick Reed, but it's, yeah. people are getting a little carried away with the hate. I think. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you. I, I still, I want to ask you though, Daniel, when, where do you pair pair this guy with Pat Perez, right? Because. You know, in the oh, in the guys tough. we don't like columns, right? At least Patrick yeah. is like a killer. Pat Perez just seems like he's like. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Time like, out. <laughs> our, our listeners need to know about Pat Perez, and I need to know about <laughs> yeah. Pat Perez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can Google Pat Perez. He, you don't know about him for a reason, and that's because he's irrelevant. He, he has the he's hairstyle. A cool dude. Yeah, he acts like a teenager. He's I mean, like he's he, mid thirties or forty, and he yeah. wears a flat yeah. bill hat. Okay, so yeah. when anytime you see a middle aged guy wearing a flat bill hat, that's a warning yep. sign. Yep. Okay, he's he he's got long hair flowing out the back of his. Art's pulling up a picture of him here, googling him. That's Pat Perez. All right, he looks like a wrestler. That's a yeah, yeah. definitely a looks like a mullet. And he's just a jackass. And the worst part about it is he talks about how little he cares about golf. He's also gone on record to talk about how he like doesn't work out and eats whatever he wants, and it looks, it's like, it looks like it. Yeah, no, we agreed, and it, but it infuriates me because it's like it's become his brand. Like Pat, you know, you can say what you want about Patrick Reed on the golf course, but that dude's gonna bring it, man. Yeah, and at least Pat, at least he does that. Whereas Pat Perez is like, well, you know, I play golf and I'm not gonna change my like lifestyle and habits, but I'm gonna continue to lose tournaments. It's like we don't want to hear that, man. Like we, you know, we, we've already had a guy like that, and he was much cooler. His name was John, John Daly. Daly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But John exactly. Daly had it was he like the every be. man and and he cared. Right. I mean, he he was gonna he'd smoke cigarettes out there, oh, but was, and he yeah. you know be. But Perez, yeah, Perez is above Reed. Perez is yeah. one at the top of my list for sure. Reed, yeah. you can respect. I can respect Reed. I cannot respect. I mean, on his play, Pat, yeah. nothing about Pat Perez that I respect. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. We'll probably we'll probably have this picture up on Twitter to accompany our. <laughs> Dude, the good thing, the good thing is, we don't have to worry about Pat Perez ever winning a green jacket. So that's not that's, that's not going to be an issue. Do you think we that's can get true. him on the show? Him and he can debate Pat Alex Perez. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I mean, we're about the level of media that probably comes calling for him. Yeah. So. I don't think. I think you should have a limit where like. Outside the top 100 golfers can't can't come on. Okay, yeah, let's set enough. that limit. As if the That's as it. if the 150s are are calling us up, knocking knock on the, the door. door. <laughs> yeah, hey, but our, hey, if you go ahead and say are, we're not going to talk to you, then it, hey, it, that, that's our that's it might hey, make look, them want to. Our producers are hard at work, you know, to get one of those. 
top 150 guys. So we'll yeah more yeah. to come Making on that. Calls. But anyway, you you were going to tell a story. I'm sorry. We get we yeah. we digress. Well, first, before we get to the part three, because that was one of the last things we saw on the day. The yeah. What was your favorite hole? Oh, man, I'm blanking on the number now, but um, it's the par five. Oh, man. I'm right after 12? Yeah. In corner 13, 13 yeah. yeah. With all the 13. flowers? Yes, and the reason why yes. I like it so much is because they got to go. Mm-hmm. They all, all the players go for it on two, right? Yeah. So you're sitting on, what is that, uh, Eagles, Eagles, Eagle putt, right? Yeah. yeah. That's cool to me. I like scoring, and I talked to you about that. Mm-hmm. But you don't get a good idea for that hole and aim it in that corner there until you see it, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the slopes on it. But that's that's the other thing too, Daniel. When I talk about like the, when you when you showed me the greens, the greens. I don't think people realize on TV how slopey and how many like these are like small mountains that they're that they're putting on. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is like a small mound here that they're working with. You don't get that angle on TV. But when we're standing there. These things are as tall as I am. Yeah. I mean, when you're like you're like looking up and like you think you have to think about these guys are like trying to place this ball on there and if they get it to a certain spot on the green and the announcer talks to it on the TV and he's like, "That's gonna be a tough place to putt from." You're like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, yeah, it looks flat on TV. Yeah, it looks flat on TV. Right. And then you see it and you're like, "God, there could be a there could be a person on the other side of that mountain. I can't even see." <laughs> yes. like, you know, and like, fast. In fact, where they just tap it and it just scoots. I can't even fathom. There was a media member that that was wrote a story about his round out there, and he shot a like a one thirty five. He had played in high school. He shot a one thirty five. I was telling Alex out there, just all I want in life is just one approach shot into one of these greens. That's all. Yeah, just give me that, and I'd be happy. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, you know where Sergio was dropping all those balls in the water, right? That mm-hmm. was that was the talked about. I mean, um, for the listeners, I he had like a, what was it, an approach shot on two, on a second shot, and he was just, I mean, it was like what five shots, and he kept just dropping yeah. them and hitting Hit them, dropping the them and hitting them, and they kept rolling back into the creek. Well, that hole, Daniel, like my all my buddies and all my everybody was like, even my dad was like, how could it be that hard for him to keep that ball on play? And I'm like, Dad. You let me just tell you, man. It that slope comes right off into the creek, and you don't even realize it, and it's there, but you can't see it on TV. You have no point of reference. So I, like, you have to see it in person to really fully understand the difficulty of the slopes. You yeah, know? exactly. So, Those are the things you can't, and how hilly the whole course is in general. Right, right. Because oh, watching it, you can't tired. tell. But yeah, you get. I was man, tired. my calves hurt for like three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, that's why once. we stopped playing basketball, right? I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's why we use carts when we play golf. Exactly. I think I could walk 18 and play and play on any course. And I wouldn't pay play. to walk 18. I would never pay to walk 18. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I bet you at, would, Alex. Alex. If I took away you, carts from you, how long do you think you would go without playing where you'd be like, all right. <laughs> have you ever walked a course, Alex? I haven't. Well, no. You, sh- you I, should. Well, now he has. Well, he didn't play it, but well, when you're, I'm telling you, when you when you when you walk and play, it does give you. I think it gives you a different. And this is from an extremely casual golfer who's had the right. benefit of hacking up some good courses. It gives you a different perspective of the course, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And it also helps. It also helps when you have a caddy to tell you, "Yeah, I normally hit a four iron here," and he goes, "I seen you swing." Take out your fairway wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's how the nice golf courses go nowadays, though, right? They have a caddy that goes with you. I was hearing about that. Yeah, that, is that true? I mean, a lot of them a lot do. of them do, and it yeah. and, and some of them you 
some of them are well worth it. Some of them, and I think I played where they pair a good caddy with the caddy in training. Mm-hmm. Um, the couple times I've had a caddy, but uh, anyhow, we yeah. di- we digress. Let's get to the highlight. So, so the par three tournament. So we're there. All right, so Jack's on six, so we, yep. we were like, all right, let's stop here on seven. Let's watch yep. him come through here. And we kind of weaseled our way. There was this girl that was sitting down on the ground right below the net, right? And there was an empty space <laughs> above her. And yep. I'm trying to get as close as possible. So I'm, And I look down, and she's got like a plastic poncho spread out behind her. And then there's a little gap in where there's grass. And like you're a, putting your foot there. And so I, I reach forward and pull my foot right there and kind of lean forward. So I'm kind of over and then the guy next to her, I guess her husband or dad or something, turns around and looks down at my foot, like in the middle of all their stuff. And he's like, I was like, do you mind? Is this okay? And he's like, oh, let me move some of this for you. So yeah. he moved it. So we're like, you know, I'm good at getting to the to where you we are. need to be. You, I'm sneaky you are. like that. And you're dude. very good at getting on TV also. You're... <laughs> That's uh, very that true, used Daniel. to be a I goal. Couldn't, I couldn't follow you into many of the cracks and crevices in the crowd. <laughs> And, and for point of reference, Alex Gorin stands probably about what? What are you six four, Alex? Uh, six, six three. three. But I appreciate. I'm it. right okay. below that at about five nine. So yeah. And so the the gaps. I'm like, all right. If you're walking in a crowd and I I see a gap and you just kind of you can't hesitate. And if somebody's behind you, sometimes that can be tough for yeah. them. But yep. I mean, I shoot that gap and get through. Yeah. And then every once was, in a while, there was one play. moment. When we were watching Tiger and Daniel was doing the same thing he's describing there on the par three where he's kind of getting his way as close as he could to, to Tiger. And I wanted to be up there so bad with you, but I started getting chirped from behind. So the guys <laughs> behind me were chirping. They were saying, they were saying, hey, man, you're too tall to be standing in front of people. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, my buddy's up there and I'm back here. This is going to, this is, this is awkward. And so I, at one point, I just said, "Hey, man, you leave the space. I'm gonna stand there. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. You know? But because here's but, the good yeah. thing about that: uh, the guy can't fight you because he'll get kicked out. Yes. And he can chirp all he wants, but you're yeah. you don't know when you're gonna get back there again. So to hell with him. If if yeah, I choose, that's a good point. all right, if that's there's a, good a, point. a green and I choose to stand ten feet or fifteen feet back, and somebody goes and stands in front, like I don't get the whole space in front of me. Right. Yeah. You yeah. get. What you can claim. It's like the new world, you know? Yes. Like, whatever you put your flag there, this is my space. Yes. Yeah. Especially and, if Gary Player and Jack Nicholas are walking by. Right, right. Like, right. So, so Alex has a list of players that he likes. Um, yeah. One of them yeah. he, we got a picture with was a guy, Alex Gorin. And it only hit me that week that a golfer he likes, Alex Norin. Uh, <laughs> Gorin? Yeah. yeah very, you didn't know that the whole time until the very end. You were like, oh, I was like, wait gosh. a second, Gorin and Norin? Oh, this, yeah. 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 And the other one that he, he likes that he's told me about is a guy that that I'd always just thought, oh, yeah, he looks like Rajon Rondo, which is Tony Finau. Yeah. Okay. That's you, my guy. you probably never heard of Tony Finau. No. Have you not seen what happened? No. Art? Oh, the uh, injury? Okay. I'll let Alex take it from here. So we pull up and we're like, I was like, Jack's gone. All right, I'm ready to go. And and we're like, oh, Finau's next with his group. So Alex want to see Finau. So we're like, okay, yeah, cool. We'll watch. We'll watch Tony Finau. Yeah. We were right. Okay, Alex is going to tell it. But uh, Art has a picture of what we witnessed. All right. Listen. Let Alex take this one. Finau. So Finau goes goes to hit, right? By the way, Leishman was in that group. Leishman was in that group of people. And. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I, I didn't think about that till later. So anyways, we're sitting there and Finau comes up and he's known for his distance. Like he's a long driver. He's one of the longest on tour, right? He's up there with Dustin, little known, like people don't really talk about it enough, but their swing styles are completely different. Anyways, I've gotten way too far into it. And so Tony comes up and it's a par three, right? So, okay. Not that impressive as a, like a long driver comes up to the tee. Like who cares? Right. Right. Pulls out his pitch, pitching wedge. Right. And he gets up there. And I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm literally, I, I commented to Daniel, I said, I don't know how this is going to go because he's a long driver. I don't really know if his short game is all that good. He ends up knocking it on the top end of this green and it rolls down. I mean, what, I don't know, Daniel, what was it like 20 feet of roll? Yeah, and like a 45 degree angle. 45 degree angle. Like it was complete, it went completely right after it hit the green. And we're watching it. We can see the, we can see the top of the green pretty well and the ball disappears. Hole in one, right? amazing and the crowd goes nuts everybody goes nuts and the way we're in this little doming area like there's a ton of people sitting around like it it almost feels stadium like because the way they the hills are right so it erupts and it's loud right and tony comes running down the kind of the stretch of uh fairway between the tee box and the green and he's got his hands in the air and he's yelling he's like you know celebrating right and it, we're all celebrating. We got our, we're like inching forward to try to get a high five. I want to touch his hand. You know, I'm, I'm totally fanboying. And so I'm like reaching out, you know. <laughs> and then he turns, like he's like running, like sprinting, right? And then he turns into this back pedal. And at the time, I didn't even think about this, but looking at the replay, I'm like, hmm, maybe not a good idea, right? <laughs> but he used and, to play basketball, right? And yeah, for art, yeah, he's he, Jabari Parker's cousin. Yeah, can, he's a multi sport athlete, right? So. He turns around and immediately a couple steps into the back pedal, his ankle goes. And at the time, like I'm telling it, like from my perspective, it looked like his shoe just came off. Like we're like, oh, white shoe, it came off, right? He's wearing white socks. Like it looked like nothing. And he like falls in the he like kind of makes this awkward slip and his foot comes, you know, in a weird position and the shoe kind of comes off. And at the time, Daniel, I don't know. We, you and I, we didn't think anything happened. We thought he just rolled his ankle, like no biggie, right? Yeah. Like, it was nothing. And he looks over at us and he says, I popped it. Like he looks and like you can see in the highlight, he like turns to the crowd at the very end and like looks over to like his left. And Which looking, is right where we are. He he fell right. right in front of us. Right. So we he got a first. directly in our eyes. Yeah. And he says, I popped it. <laughs> and we're like, I don't know what we said, Dan. We were like, oh. We were like, just caught up in the moment. Right. I didn't think the anything moment. of it. Right. And later, like, get Until on, after. You know, Twitter. I get I on said, Twitter. But, but like, remember, we said, I, I told you, I said, it, it was weird. It, it looked like did. his ankle dislocated yeah. and he popped it back in. But we thought, there's no way. I mean, he didn't even stop smiling. He, he not, you know, not once. He, he looked reached, like he was in pain at right. all. I just thought he pushed his ankle back into his shoe. But it was just weird later, looking. He's later talking to SVP on, on after Saturday's round on Saturday. And SVP is like, Scott Van Pelt is asking him. He's like what was your pain tolerance there? And he's like, is a 10 out of 10. And I'm like, no way. Like I saw you smiling. Like you were looking at us. You were, you were in a yeah. good mood. Yeah. Like there's no way that was a 10 out of 10, but I guess he was goes on to play an amazing round on Saturday. Yeah. I was, I'm floored. Like, I have he no idea. How six, that or, six under didn't he? Or was it eight? under? Se- seven? seven under is where he finished and tied for 10th. Dis- okay. You dislocate your ankle. On that no. course and walk four rounds, I I, I can't. It's amazing it. he wasn't carted off. It was amazing he didn't get carted off because no. that's what I think majority of athletes would have done. They'd have rolled over on their back and they'd have said, "I like he he was so instinctual for him to just pop his ankle back in." 
And it was like casual, it, too. It was casual, yeah. We're like, yeah. you get that? we went and watched the videos because we thought we would be front and center, but I, I guess there was somebody <laughs> like leaning over. The camera angle was too narrow. But yeah. it, because it, it was, I mean, it was, and then I saw the video replay of it. And you know me, I grotesque things, like injuries, I cannot watch. And I saw it once and I was like, ah! Because even after <laughs> yeah. thinking back, after realizing what it was, the image of it is like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of gross. Nasty, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was not supposed to be out there like that. And oh. the weird part about it is, too, Daniel, where I get weirded out by it is like I'm like I was like overly excited about it, but mm-hmm. it was because I was like first row, like front row, and he had just hit the hole one, yeah. and like we saw it happen. I feel terrible for the guy, but I was like. Like I came home and I was like showing my wife the video. I'm like, look at this, look at this. And she's like, why are you showing me? What, what, what is wrong with yeah. you? And I'm like, we had the right coolest there. experience in the world. We dislocated <laughs> his ankle. Dislocating his ankle. Like it, it sounds bad, but like that's just I'm a big fan. I don't know. It's like one of those Martin Grammatica moments that you'll remember because on the Masters, and this was his first time playing too. So yeah. that's another reason he gutted it out. But for you to, to step your first time playing there and hit a hole in one and then you celebrate and you dislocate your ankle. Yeah. And then you and there's come no out. medical doctors, by the way, at the Masters, right? And that's the story. They know, like they used to have medical Yeah, they used to have people. more and right, exactly. A a field or team of them, but I mean it's not like what happens in golf? You know, you don't dislocate yeah. your ankles playing golf. Yeah. Right. Right. You right. you might get a bit dehydrated. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or if you're Tiger, you say you're you dislocated your wrist and pot, which that was garbage. That never happened. But yeah. you know, th- th- yeah. things like that don't happen, right? Oh, John yeah. Daly. Speaking of, once he had a cut on a bad blister, so or cut, and so he just super glued it and finished his round. <laughs> oh, he's a legend. Uh, so, so that that was kind of the lot. The because after the part three, there weren't they kind of shut. There weren't any more practice rounds out there or anything, so yeah. we got yeah. some merchandise. And what about the food? Oh gosh, don't even get me started on how great the food was. Like, like every sports sporting sporting event needs to adopt the Masters operation to get the food because you walk in to this barn sort of tent thing, and there's only one way in, and then you walk out. It's one way, right? And it's it's self serve, but it's not self serve in like a nasty way where like the food's been sitting out there for hours. Like it, it still feels fresh, and like a lot of the stuff's still cold because there's continually people coming through and grabbing it, and they're replacing it, grabbing it and they're replacing it. And you get what you want and need, and you keep it moving, and the line keeps moving. So there's never really a wait, which is amazing because like even when Daniel was like, "You want to go get something to eat?" I was like, "Well, I don't really want to miss any of the round. You don't have to. You really go grab your food, and it's so fast you don't miss any of the play." Yeah. So. Whereas, like, if you're at a Falcons game, you know, you might miss the whole first quarter going to get a beer and <laughs> right. waiting in line. Right. You know? Exactly. And so it's amazing. And then the and then you get to paying, and the lady's like, you know, or the, the guy is like, you know, you have, like, a handful of stuff. You're, like, holding all this food in your arms pretty much. And she's like, uh, $12, $10. And you're like, what? Excuse me? Like, what? It's so cheap. Like, it's amazing how cheap the food is. And you live like a king. You're like, yeah, put it on the card. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me more cookies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so it's such a cool, like, that's such a cool experience. But you, everything's fresh. Like, you open up the bag, and yeah. all the food's fresh. The, I mean, oh, the pimento cheese. So let me just tell you all about the pimento cheese. I had never had a pimento cheese sandwich before. 
And I highly recommend that if you have not had a pimento cheese sandwich before and you want to either start or you had had a pimento cheese and you're like, oh, it's nasty, revisit it at the Masters, right? I think it's a great opportunity for everybody to try or even come back to the pimento cheese sandwich at the Masters. It was amazing. It was, the, it, was, uh, it was awesome. Daniel, you even liked it, and you said you had had it before, and you hated it. I, I had not had theirs. I've had pimento not cheese theirs. very often, yes. and I do not like pimento cheese. <laughs> 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 you gave me a bite, and I was like, whoa, what is, what's this? It's not pimento cheese that I'm used yeah. to dipping celery in. And- right. And they're so, so nice, man. They're so nice. Like all the people that pay that you pay, they're all like, "Hey, sweetheart, I love yeah. your shirt. You want to trade?" And like all sorts of nice stuff. And yeah. a couple of years ago, one of the girls gave me, um, gave me a bunch of free cups. But then here, here, this is this, I'm an idiot. So I grabbed a handful of. I grabbed like three cookies to carry around and eat because they're right. cookies I love to death. The, some of the best, yes, right. Yep. But I yep. carried it around for so long that when we went to go eat at the next, get a bite to eat. At a, the next place, I'm walking through and I realize I've, I've got the same cookie in my hand. And I get up to pay and I'm like, wait a second. This cookie I've already paid for, but they're going to think that I just bought it. And so the lady said, I was like, hey, so yeah, I bought this at the other one. I've just been, you know, I know it looks like I just got it, but, but I promise you I already already paid for this. She's like, okay. I'm like, ah. Oh, you know? It's incredible. It's Hi. incredible. Yeah. That, it, it is incredible because the... Uh, Tell the story about how the guy was reaching in the trash can for cups, though. Oh, yeah. What about that guy? Yeah. <laughs> First I've ever seen. A scavenger. At yeah. The master. yeah. Man, uh, of all the places not to dig. So I, I I keep all the cups I get. They're little plastic cups, and they're wonderful. Like It's like the perfect size. I love them. And I told mm-hmm. Alex, like, you know, keep them. And, and some people I've seen go ask people or grab ones that are left around. But yeah, we're walking by. There's a guy collecting the trash. He's got the trash bag, and Buddy with like 25 cups stacked up comes like running over like the hunchback of Notre Dame, and he's like, "Yeah, can I? Hey, can I? Can I? Can I?" And the, you know, asking the guy, and the guy with the trash is kind of like, "All right." So, dude reaches into the trash bags and comes out with like 10 more cups. And, like, the biggest smile on his face and, like, runs off to it, you know, with his test stack of, like, 30 cups. I'm like, yeah. Hey, Our, it's not trash? a small trash can. It's not a small <laughs> yeah. trash can either. You have to really bend down into the trash can. Like, you're kind of, like, all the way in, you know? Like, it's so, not just an arm reach. You and know? the cups are $1.50 for yes. a drink with yes. in them. It's yes. not like you're burying, digging for treasure there I mean, or is gold. is this guy going to sell this on eBay? I don't know what he's going to do I, with it. I have one of these cups at my desk at work. Yeah, that uh, one of my colleagues bought bought for me, uh, but it's it's not anything I would have gone in the garbage for. No, yeah, no, no, no. There's nothing you might go in the garbage for. I dare say. True, true, uh, true. Except check, for large amounts of money. Check for a million dollars. Not a dollar fifty cup. No, that's not acceptable. No. So, so Alex, one, I, I got one last question with yeah. regards to the Masters. I had, yeah. I haven't been, or I've only been once, and that was oof. Five years ago, uh, I had heard they redid the uh, club. No, I say clubhouse, but uh, this the uh, memorabilia. Yeah. Yes. If you're the, if you're one of the cool frat bros out there, you say the merch. Hey, y'all want to go to the merch? Get some merch. <laughs> wearing the band, wearing the band shirt to the concert. Type yeah, guys. yeah. You talk about the merch. So so how how was the merchandise set up? Because I heard. Daniel, you've seen both, but yeah. I've, I've only been to the other one, which was an absolute 
first of all, it took you like it. That's the only time I had to wait in line was to go into the yeah. merchandise shop. <laughs> Still do. And uh, but uh, I heard it was just a, a a much better experience once you got in there. Is that true or? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm not a big crowd person. I'm also not a big shopping person. So I wish I had somebody who was like used to that to tell me how good it was. You know, because I'm an online shopper through and through. But it was incredible how like open like they had they have all their their um i don't know if this is the way it was in the last time so dan will correct me if i'm wrong here but they you had all their polos on a wall here and they had numbers by each of the polos so you could stand up from afar and shop the polos that were that were kind of displayed above you and walk up to somebody and there was like 15 kids there that were just taking your number and going and grabbing the polo for you from the back and so it was incredibly efficient because just like with the food, you're always moving. You just go up there. You're like, I want the number 15 polo large. And he goes and grabs it for you and comes back. And so you never really had to like fight over a hanger or fight over a spot, like a little circle or a hanger where clothes is hanging up. So it was really efficient in that manner. And then even in the payment lines, same setup as the food, people were always moving. And so you, I didn't, I mean, Daniel, did it feel like I was in there very long? I mean, I might've, I might've no, gone I to like three different were, places. I thought you would be in there longer. I, I, yeah. I got out quick cause I, I just was getting a couple things and going through and I didn't know how long you'd be. And I yeah. actually went down and like went back down towards the number one T and then I went up and I might've gotten another drink or something. I did something and I came back and Alex was already yeah. out there. I was like, Ooh. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a good, it was a good experience. I think the, they've, the newer, shop looks a lot more regal like the lighting like everything looks newer like they have like this hardwood floors like it kind of makes you feel like gives you this feel that you're like walking around in like the player's locker room Mm. um which is cool it was a really cool experience from that perspective so good deal dan you got you got go ahead i'm sorry alex go ahead no that was it that was all i had well daniel do you have any more masters questions because i know there's a couple of other things that 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 goran team wanted to want to talk about no that's i mean I mean, we briefly covered Patrick Reed in the actual tournament. I mean, if if you had any thoughts on the actual tournament itself. <laughs> no, yeah. I, the only comment I have is, and I've already kind of gone on about this a little bit on my Facebook, was the coverage of Patrick Reed and his family scenario after the match. Like, yeah. I know it's, it's kind of a serious turn, but it really bothers me how a guy reaches – he really played – he played his tail off all weekend, right? I mean, you can't say a word about his his play, whether you like what he did, you know, at UGA, or you like the way he treats his family. All that aside, he played really well, and I think that's what yeah. we should be talking about post tournament. I yeah. know that he probably, you know, whatever allegedly happened with the theft at UGA, with all that, all that noise. I'm sure if you want to talk about legality, that's fine, but I think. If you go even deeper into that and like a, a guy's personal conflict with his family, I think that's just a little bit of a stretch. And I, yeah, I, someone from Golf Digest even went or Golf.com was the one that wrote the article. And mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. I just thought it brought negative attention to a guy who just just killed it out there for your sport, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I don't know. It bothers me a lot. I think know? part of what they were doing though is explaining why a lot of there was a lot of negativity out there about fair. it because golf that's fans fair. knew about him and know about Fair. you know what the stuff or at least the, the you know the the hardcore ones do and so right. people might the people that watch one tournament a year might think all right nobody's really cheering for this guy coming up the ground you know yeah, you might wonder to an extent or and kind of explain everything and why you know like like he's <laughs> there was an article i was reading and he was talking he had mentioned how somebody was asking him about his friends on tour and he was like said that henrik stinson was a good friend 
And then they asked Henrik Stenson, and they said he kind of laughed, and he was like, well, I played one practice round with him. You know, (laughs) he said, poor guy. He said, "Um, you know, I guess if he considers people he, he, he's, played a practice round with to be his good friends, you know, that's good. Ouch. <laughs> I was like, Ouch. oh, from Henrik Stinson, too. The, uh, so, uh, yeah. See, Henrik probably didn't even think anything of it. Henrik feels like that kind of guy where he's like, ah, whatever, you know. like yeah. I, He says what he says, and he doesn't really put mince words or whatever. I, I get what you're saying about that. I understand. What, I get your, your angle. I just I, I get uncomfortable when I even hear, like, Aaron Rodgers talk about his family adders. If you're not familiar with that, yeah. feel free to go look. At it. It's very broadcast it but people ask him they're like hey did you talk to your family this christmas and it's like that's uncomfortable man because now he's talking about it and even you can tell he doesn't want to talk about it you know so i get it i when i when i walked into the office on on monday or whatever after the round after the masters and everything and people were buzzing about it no one was really talking about patrick and i felt i felt bad i was like this guy just beat out spieth ricky i mean there was a lot of guy, a lot of top guys there that he beat out i think I think it's sad that people are like, oh, sucks for Spieth. He didn't get it. And I'm like, you only know Spieth because he's this, like, perfect, pristine image. And Patrick Reed gets kind of unwashed under because it's like, oh, we don't want to talk about him because he's he's kind of got all these outside issues. But on this weekend, it was his show. It was his game. And I think that's what we need. To, that's what everybody should be talking about, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. That's my take he, on it. He, kinda... What would you think was the, the biggest moment to me? It was when his shot on 13 stuck and didn't roll back into the water. Because that never happens. When you hit that bank, it shouldn't stick. And that was at yeah. least a one or two stroke. What do you think was the biggest the I, biggest I would, shot that saved that, that won him the tournament? I don't wanna I don't wanna be like boring, um, because I do think that's also the greatest break because like you even you even mentioned before, didn't Sergio have almost a similar break like yeah. that on, yeah. on his on Identical. his way to the yeah, identical. And I and I went and looked up that video and I saw it and it's almost like, wow, that's the kind of stuff you need. We talk about luck in golf a lot. All the experts even talk about it, it's kind of hard to measure. Like some people don't believe momentum's a thing and they don't believe that luck is a thing. Like for golf, it's just weird because you can't control the blades of grass that hold the ball up in those scenarios and you can't explain it so you just say luck, right? Yeah. I mean, that was incredible that shot. But Daniel, what about that like holding off rory at the start there because it was kind of like match play right like yeah. those two guys were going back and forth against each other and that was pressure you know yeah and i thought that patrick like held his held his own against rory which is pretty incredible we've that, seen him do it already at Ryder, but he did it again yeah he shut rory down i mean he and he, that, he sent rory into a down spiral and i i think the the key was that birdie putt on what was it three or four three yep and I that, that yep. from off the green that he just sunk and it was a two-stroke swing because rory missed his par putt and then yeah. rory was in the tank dude i mean he yeah. he just melted whereas reed and rory Kept the night going. before had been trying to put all the pressure on reed and it was kind of fake you know but yeah yeah. And he's the one that just absolutely wilted down. And then, dude, on the other one was on 17, you know, when he had that, he was way left and had that long two putt, and he hits a putt, and it goes flying, like, full speed ahead yep. and hits the yep. cup and slows down. Like, that yep. would have been off the green. He would have been toast. That's another one that I think was kind of – you can't say it's a lucky break because he's the one that hit the hole, but – yeah, if it lips, it lips out on any other conditions on any other day, though, Daniel. You, like you said, that thing's rolling, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a really difficult, it's a gut puncher coming back after you lip out of that. I agree. But uh, credit to him, he he. I, mean, I had the feel all 
I mean, ever since he took the lead, and, and you know him, he's not the kind of player that's going to back down from any pressure no. or or anything like that. So I just you just had the feel that when he has the pressure on him and he's gonna and people are pulling against him, he's going to step up and and with so many guys in the game right now that will under pressure, I I think it's a, a you know a fresh breath of air. Like mm-hmm. you can't sit, name other guys that respond to pressure like that on tour. Yeah. Can't say I can't. I can't. I mean, not really, not easily. I'm almost. I almost feel like we notice a lot more when guys wilt than we notice guys who like rise to the challenge. Yeah. You know, like so. I mean, I think Spieth is very. I mean, we talk about Ricky not being on the finish, right? Ricky's never been on the finish. By the way, Ricky, do you think Ricky's sitting at home now and he's talking to his wife about about the round and he's saying, "Man, I, I just thought that my score that I posted today would win every other tournament." Mm-hmm. He's saying that, right? I mean, he. I think that Ricky believes that like he should win these tournaments, but at the end of the day, he keeps get like his best is always not as he's not, always you know, right his, behind, right? Yeah, exactly. Always so a bridesmaid. Eventually, he should just accept that. Like, I hope he's not <laughs> sitting back and being like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, my best is good." Like, dude, every time you give your best, someone's always got something better, and I, I feel bad for you. You well, know, he's, he's kind of got the that's kind of the Phil Mickelson luck for the longest time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I, Sergio, <laughs> Sergio so played in seventy Ricky. majors before he won yeah. one. People love Ricky. He's like a he's like a younger fan's favorite. I, yeah. I don't. I never I don't used understand. to like him because he 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 got popular by wearing flat bill hats and orange and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, he's just he just it's just it's over the top. I and, think he's uh, the highest paid promoter promoted guy too. I don't know. I might I might need to be fact checked. Surprise me. That wouldn't I surprise think, me. Yeah. And he's won. I mean, he hasn't won much, but he's doing something right. And I read today, Patrick's not even got a sponsorship. Is that true? Like, he doesn't even have a gear? He doesn't or... have clubs, yeah. He, he has, oh, a, he he has a grab clubs. bag. I mean, he's, he's sponsored by Nike. So, so Nike, you know, Patrick Reed always wears red on Sundays as yeah. like, as, like, like his his homage to like his Tiger, I, right? Yes, and he, he always he idolized that. Tiger. So they wouldn't yeah. let him wear red this Sunday. They told him to wear pink yeah. because Tiger's out there in red. And I guess because of all the attention, he wasn't allowed to wear red, which that's – and then he goes out and wins the tournament. I mean, he wasn't even listed on their on their website. Saturday night he was leading, and Nike had their list of golfers, and he wasn't on it. Then Sunday he <laughs> popped up at the very bottom. That's no, so why I tweeted out, like, even a sponsor doesn't like him. I mean, well, <laughs> they might not like him, Daniel, but they, he, if, this is a fun fact. He's the only – sponsor of nikes that has a company logo also sponsored and stuck on the on the outside nike has a rule with all their athletes that they can't have other logos on their clothing mm-hmm. and if you notice it it's true i mean look at all the nike guys rory yeah. I mean, you've never seen a company logo on anything rory's worn right and it's yeah. i like it it's actually a classier look but i don't remember the name of the company but reed's got it smacked there on his uh on his shoulder i think <laughs> that's so, not surprising yeah, totally rebel, right? And it fits his, it fits him, right? Yeah. So, so. Yeah, he's all over the place. He's got clubs from which, which is smart. You know, I wouldn't. I think yeah. the thing that that tore Rory down was when he went. He was he had titles all the way. Yeah, and he he switched. When you get to number one, why are you, why switch clubs? Yeah. They, and I don't think that Patrick probably pays for any of his clothes, by the way. So let's not no. get this. Yeah. Let's not get this mixed. <laughs> right. <Okay? laughs> the guy's not hurting for these things. No. But he just pulled in what ten mil, eleven mil, whoever that thing was yeah. a purse. It's ten or eleven. The, the total purse was eleven, but uh, they split it up. Oh, right? so that's the total. I yeah. Just, I, I thought the winner got up. ten. The winner, the uh, East Lake gets ten. 
I thought the winner of the Masters got 11. No, the total purse is 11. 1.98, whatever, same thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's there for a billion? Who's counting, right? right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, yeah, enough enough of the golf, I guess. Um, because, yeah, this is probably... I mean, we've got some golfers that, that listen. Yes, we do. The detail to which we've gone in on some, we <laughs> well, might have well, lost some. And, and look, <laughs> Alex has made it very entertaining, at least for me, because he, he has really gone full bore on golf and is yeah. where I would consider myself an extremely casual golf fan. Alex is telling me about uh, golfers I'd never heard of. Uh, I know. And yeah, that's yeah, the, that's the that. thing yeah. is I used to, I used to try to, I, I would get so fired up about tournaments and my brother watches the majors. My dad watches everything. But other than that, I, there's nobody that I can be like, Hey, did you see that? And they'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm not watching golf. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm the guy who watches more intently when Tiger's playing. Okay, I mean, it's the equivalent, right? It's it, the Tiger fans, but then it's the equivalent of like the the Easter Christmas Eve churchgoer, where yeah, for four years, mm-hmm. not not even four anymore, because PGA people don't really the PGA Championship nobody really pays that much attention right. to. So it's the Brit, the the Masters, British Open, the and the US, US Open. Open. Yeah. There's three that people most people will watch, and then. Even less people will just watch the Masters, and then there's the people that will watch whatever happens to be on yeah. that. Yeah, because you're just like, I just got to see something, you know. And then in in the winter, so if you play golf and you you can't get out in the winter, and then you look and they're down in Hawaii, it's like Start, the most yeah. painful yeah. foaming at the mouth. Thinking. Oh, and here it, here's an example. We always talk about how ah we we didn't plan on going long. We've gone long. So Alex, you've now been on for 57 minutes. Oh wow! Sorry yes. about that. I, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, it's good. We can just. I mean, it's not like we had anything else to talk about. I'm if you want to, yeah. if you want to talk to our, to our agent about booking a permanent game <laughs> on this show, listen. I don't know if a weekly golf uh, golf segment would really do for your fans. The Goring Golf Minute. I've already got the, it. Goring, the Goring Golf, golf Minute. minute. And they'll go. come in and I, I think, and go through you know the what? latest. And, I, I think we should do that at least. Leading up to the, the the next three majors. Well, you know, Fine. yeah, let's do that because yeah. you know I would talk golf about it every week, but but Art doesn't yeah. like it, and then, yeah. then the the trade off is that he doesn't talk baseball, so uh, we, yeah, we both yeah. keep to ourselves on those. But so. I feel like baseball players and golf fans are like the same people. Like they're both this like we've been stuck in the corner as kind of like this conservative, boring sport. You know, like I think there's there's camaraderie here, right? Like it, I, I, I I've never looked at it that way, but I can see that. Baseball you haven't. I, yeah, I get it. But I as think someone it's who exciting, like, but I like. Yeah. I also like chess. So that's you know that's. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 Art, try to take 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 yourself out of your shoes and look into it from the outside. Like it's, it's slow, boring, yeah. and if you don't yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I could see why people don't like golf too. Like I get it. I just uh-huh. I think it's incredibly interesting. There's tons of personality involved with it. Like these players, you know these players have like personalities and stories about them that I think are make, make the storylines interesting, you know, whereas like in football, it's just a helmet, you know? Right. So, right. So, so anyways, so we're going to, so because we don't want to bore the rest of the folks who are listening to death, Alex, you want to talk about NBA rookie of the year. All right. And let me tell you, I'm going to tell you, I don't really follow the NBA until about this time of the year. Like I'll watch a game and I'm like, Oh, that's cute. That's nice. Oh, LeBron's pissed off somebody else. He's not getting his way. He's sent out a passive-aggressive tweet. Yes. Yeah. You wanted to talk NBA Rookie of the Year, and there's someone I recently heard who was promoting himself for NBA. Who is that? Ben Simmons 
It's, it, he was promoting himself. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty, that was my vote. Oh. I'm pretty sure that Ben he said Simmons. that he should be the rookie of the year. Yeah, he Ooh, did say I, that. He's not really a rookie though. So that's the thing. So that's, he's a redshirt freshman, this, essentially. Right. Right. That's what makes this interesting. Is that like he's had a chance to sort of develop under NBA training, whereas I'm going to throw a guy in the hat. Um, it's Mitchell out there in Utah, right? Uh, Donovan Mitchell? Yes. Wasn't he in the dunk contest? Yeah. It wasn't a very good showing. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Well, but yeah. here's, the, here's the unique, here's the interesting thing. We talk about it, right? The Jazz, I believe, are third in the Western Conference playoff standing right now. They just thrashed the Warriors. Wow. Think about this, dude. They're third. The Utah Jazz, who just lost, um, Gordon. what's his name? Gordon. Lost him to the Celtics. You would, you would have thought you'd have never heard of Utah Jazz ever mentioned again, yeah. right? So yeah. just purely on like buzz factor, he's got the Utah Jazz buzzing after losing like a perennial guy like Gordon. And then the only thing that I hear a lot people say a lot, and I, I want to ask you guys this: is they got Gobert right, yeah. and he was injured for majority of the season. He came back and they started winning a lot more. But he's he's also a big time seven foot center, right? and shot-blocking guy. Mm -hmm. So you could say that some of their success is attributed to him, and I could hear that argument out. But Dude, I will never – I will. I don't think a post player, unless it's Anthony Davis, I don't think yeah. that a post player can lead a team to the, like, in this day and age. I just don't think it, it happens, especially just a defensive guy. He's, That's fair, but people took a lot of credits away from Kobe because of Shaq, though, right? Because they are like, well, yeah. Kobe couldn't do it without Shaq. Well, can Donovan Mitchell do it without Rudy Go or Gobert, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the question you have to ask yourself. Well, I think they become. I a think if you're comparing deal. Rudy Gobert to, to, to early 2000s Shaq, <laughs> no, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe a little bit of, of work. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> I'm I'm sensationalizing it a little bit, bit, a little bit. No, more. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think you can. I don't think it's dependent on. But people on can turn around on Ben Simmons and say that Embiid too at the same time. So oh, for sure, the process. You know. Absolutely, yeah. Embiid's a monster. And Who's uh, going to be a better player in the long run, though? Let me ask you guys that. Who do you guys think of between Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons? Well, considering I've only watched Ben Simmons play for about seven minutes this season, oh, and I've watched see. Donovan Mitchell play for about two minutes. I can't really give a qualified opinion on that, <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. I would say Simmons, just just because, especially I don't. I mean, although he, it's it's if they're both healthy, I would say right. I would say that Simmons is just, just right. based on what I've I've seen of them. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm more of a. I I actually appreciate the Ben Simmons, which is kind of like this like pseudo guard, uh, big man combo that yeah. Ben Simmons is. I mean, he's a big kid, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that Donovan Mitchell, and I, I don't want to like put it on him, but like I think he's going to kind of start to move himself back into the pack. He could be a star, like he he absolutely could be a star, but his style of play is going to like is doesn't is it's not as impressive to me like the LeBrons and the Larry Birds, and because those guys can pass like the Magic Johnsons, they can pass, they can shoot, they're big, you know what I'm saying? So they're yeah. they're a complete package. I'm not saying that Ben Simmons is those guys yet. I'm not trying to make that comparison. But his style of play, he can do it all. He can pass, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, he can he can drive. He's a bigger guy. He can post up, right? He's got a more complete game. Whereas Mitchell, I mean, I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't. I, I really don't want to cap him. But I just think that he might get washed up into the 
washed up into like something we've seen before. Because we've seen a lot of those, like a Jason right. Richardson or like right. that sort of, yeah, absolutely, that kind of guy. Yeah. And Simmons right. is a guy also, you have more longevity when you're, when you're not high flying and and all that, you know, right. playing that role, you can last a lot longer. I yeah, Agreed. I can see Mitchell. Man, there's it seems like there's a a player like that down the dozen, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, his like I said, he could be the dime a dozen guy though that like raises the bar. He could be that guy, and I and I am not because I there's gonna be people who who are gonna listen to me say this and they're gonna call me up like my NBA friends and they're gonna say, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like. You're, you're downing Donovan Mitchell, and I'm not. I don't want to make that the, the case at all, you know. So I just think that Ben Simmons is the more complete package. And who, sure. who's got more pressure on him, though? Ben Simmons, in, in my opinion, because he's, yeah. he was heralded out of, out of high school, uh, yeah. heralded at LSU, and was kind of a disappointment at, at LSU. At LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's be honest. How much pressure is there ever on a, on a Utah Jazz member? Compared to like a 76er or a Boston or something. I mean, right. Utah. 76er, they've been bad forever. I know, but they at least are, they're right in Philly and they, they're they dying to be relevant and they had AI and they've at least been somewhat relevant. Utah was right. relevant? Dude, Utah is like the lovable team that squeaks into the playoffs and then just gets bounced. Uh, I'm thinking of the Utah back when I was a... Yeah, you're <laughs> thinking youth. of the Malone and Stockton days. <laughs> you got to think Our about I'm talking like the Boozer Jazz and like the, yeah, you know, yeah, the... Yeah. That sort of thing, they're the Andre as, Kirilenko jazz. They're not as bad as a hawk, so I don't want to hear. <laughs> Derek right, Favors is, is on the jazz man. still now, right? I'm a sports almanac. Yeah, you bring the history. I, I can appreciate <laughs> that. I can appreciate I'm that. My, the gray in my beard is coming out <laughs> is what's happening. You did mention Derek Favors down, yes, uh, at, at South Atlanta High School alum and Georgia Tech, Georgia uh, ball, Tech guy. ball player Derek Favors. And he, I think he was – was he drafted by the Jazz? I don't know. I don't no, believe he, he was. The but he's been out in Utah for, uh, gosh, a, a few years. Uh, at least three or four years, I think. I think it was the Nets. It could it could, could have been someone other than the Nets. So, his Nets, Nets was his longest time, I feel like. Oh, that's was what it? I remember. Yeah, I think it was. Now i got to find out. So, uh, fact, fact check myself live. Y'all talk about something. Alex, yeah. since we're talking NBA, the playoffs start. Is it this weekend? Last game was... Last night, yeah. So this weekend, yeah. Uh, do you have a, uh, a an odds-on favorite uh, like by the Nets? Yeah. To uh, to win the uh, well, let's go Eastern Conference. Say, is, is Golden State going to yes. win? Question yes, one. Yes. Is, is Golden <laughs> is State going to repeat? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but why is choice, my friend? Houston Rockets. I want to watch the Houston Rockets because I think they're. I think they get. They got the team this year, but. Uh, if if you want to ask me my favorite, I think it's got to be the Warriors. But I think the Rockets are cooking up something special. I mean, CP3 and and Harden are like are playing better than I would ever imagine. But uh, watch out for these dark horse. Uh, watch out for the Thunder. Man. Are they going to make it? I don't even know if they're in the eights. Is I it to... is that the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Russell yeah. Westbrook Thunder? Because I don't because <laughs> I don't, I thought Oklahoma City only had one player on their team. Listen, he he chirped he chirped that that critique of him. Um, today, I believe I saw a video of, of Russell talking about how he doesn't really want to hear this whole thing. He's a stat chaser that he he's like, if, 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 if other people on the team don't want to go after the ball, then I'll go after it. I, I encourage all users to go out there and watch that video um, because it was like kind of a motivating statement. But hmm. he, he, he said why he told he, he gave the world his answer on that. On that I used critique. to dislike Russell Westbrook when Katie was there because Katie, I loved it back in college and everything. 
right? So Russell, I always thought, all right, he's a ball hog, and even and I think he what he did shoot too much. But I've grown to appreciate him in the last four or five years, and especially by himself, because how can you not watch him play and the energy which is in like it's inhuman. No one yeah. should be able to give that much effort and be that fast back and forth. And he, yeah, he takes over the top a little bit, but you can't be. I've I have to eat crow because you can't be a ball hog and rack up the assists that he does. It yeah. just does. They don't they don't go yeah. hand in hand. Yeah, I, I still think he's a ball hog, I, and I still don't like him. And I think he got his fashion advice from Cam Newton. So yes, yeah, all fashions. All, fashions hideous. All all the reasons awful. to dislike Russell Westbrook. What about the East? Oh man, that one's a tough one. What's going uh, on with your boy Bron Bron? Well, now that Kyrie is no longer no longer a part of the Celtics, I think I think Bron Bron is going to walk like all the way. Mm-hmm. Like, because listen, we know the Raptors are pretenders, right? I mean, that's that yeah. is such a yeah. that's such a clear they've they they'll never be able to shake that, right? Right. Mm-mm. Demar Derozan has an outdated game. He shoots a lot of two pointers. He's always taking jump shots. Like that's the Kobe era, and that's not working anymore. We need more three balls. We need higher, you know, higher chances, fast running. Play like the Rockets, you know, just shoot, shoot, shoot. Like keep it running, gun. Has Kyle Lowry ever beaten a guy off the dribble? No. I, when I've watched, I've never seen it. I've he, also never seen him hit a shot. He might. Is he a superstar? Is he he a superstar? gets into the All Star game every year. He might have beaten Mateen Cleaves off the drill. I think that's the only guy he Dude, could ever beat off the drill. he is just like a chubby little slow point guard that can't really shoot. Oh, like I know. A, like he's a, like a like, poor man's Andre Miller. Like the point guard from Kentucky last year who... Oh, what was his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Short shorts. Bacon yeah. or Briscoe? Briscoe. Yes. Briscoe. Yeah. Briscoe. That's who yeah. he is. Where's oh. he at, by the way? What's he doing? I he might be backing Briscoe. up Lowry. They may be training him to be the next Lowry. <laughs> No, I do know that Toronto has that kid from uh, Wichita State, the Shockers, that was there. That seemed like he was there for like six years. Uh, Ron uh, Baker? No, not Ron Baker. Van Fleet. Van Fleet. Yeah, mm. I think they got him. Yeah, I think they got him. Gotcha. So, anyways, yeah, I got Bron. I got Bron going all the way. You know, I'm a you know I'm a, a, a fanboy of LeBron James. Yes, you are. So, yes, you are. I, <sighs> I, I defend him. I defend him forever. I. Yeah, Daniel, you've been called me on some of the hypocrisy. I mean, uh, I think I think LeBron is the best, right? But KD is also great. But here's my issue with KD is that he seems so mentally soft to me. Like he's yeah. just like you know he chirps people. He made those fake accounts on his Twitter and he was arguing with against himself, like or against other people for himself, mm-hmm. like. That's that's creepy, man. Like that's weird. That's, that's all like really level. weird. <laughs> you know <laughs> you what? Know? I on- honestly thought though, when he went to Golden State, and even it it seemed like Westbrook was ru- rubbing off. To me, it seemed like he was trying too hard to be hard, to yeah. be harder and tough. Like to yeah. to be gruff and is like he's just friendly, nice, KD. That's just his nature, and it seemed yeah. like he would be out and just he he was trying too hard to be a I tough guy that. or to get a tech. The yeah, Twitter, the Twitter thing, dude. I have no, I have. I mean, I'm sure LeBron probably has those, and he probably pays, you know, farms that out, right, dude. Farms that dude, out, dude. To be on your phone and and writing posts to people about defending yourself, that one I couldn't defend. That's where I was like, well, might want to sit this one out, KD. You just just, just take it take a straight. few off, yes. take a few plays off. How and, bad? How bad do you care about people like 
so opinions or thoughts on you. As yeah, a especially if you're a superstar, player. right? Right. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, mm. exactly. Why do you care? But I love. I mean, I love watching LeBron play. I just don't like a lot of his his just kind of the, melodrama. I guess. Yeah, he he's but he's the same way as KD in a sense that like he's so concerned about his image outside the game. Mm-hmm. And it just never felt like Bron or, you know, if you want to compare him to what everybody else compares him to, Jordan was never like that. Right. I mean, they're I, so I, different players. Though. Yeah. I hate that comparison. They're yeah. I completely hate that comparison different. Can you compare Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan now? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. He, yeah. um, the other only thing about LeBron too is that, it, that every time he leaves a team or or even teams he's on, there's always some sort of drama with like with Kyrie, or yeah. down when he was Miami and with Chalmers and Bosh. And he's, there's just always they there's always bumping your coach and stuff like that, and yeah. and how he was asking Riley to come coach mid season. There's just always drama around him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And no, dude, he's a beast when he gets out there. My goodness. And this. This knee, this knee injury that Kyrie said that he was threatening to get surgery on before the season that was kind of, you know, scaring the the Cleveland Cavaliers is clearly that wasn't just a – he wasn't bluffing. Like, he really needed – there was some issues there that he needed to fix. And I think yeah. that also played into why LeBron was like, yeah, go ahead. Like, he didn't even fight it, you know. So, yeah. here we are now, you know. Yeah, I think it's the Cavs. I think it's Cavs-Warriors. Well, that's going to be where it finishes. What do you, what do you got? What do you, what's your – you going to take a dark horse? <laughs> Hey, Cavs Warriors. Yeah, I'm gonna take a dark horse. I would have said Boston. Uh, I'm gonna I want to take the Rockets. Yeah, your dark yeah. horse is the number one seat. I like I that. Mean, it's a different <laughs> definition of dark horse. I would, hey, I would, we've <laughs> heard we've heard that before, Daniel. Remember the conversation in the crowd? We've heard that. Oh yeah, so that's something we mentioned. We were we were sitting there. And these guys were talking about what were their picks for the for the Masters to win the Masters, and the guys like. You know, and for a dark dark horse, I think Tiger. You know, he's my favorite. And we're like, what's the odds on yeah, favorites? The odds on favorites, your dark horse? Cool, man. All right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the Rockets is a good pick. Rockets, yeah. and then, you know, you want a dark horse. Give me Giannis and the Bucks. Oh, the Bucks? wow. So, say his last name for me. Akuta to Timpa. Akuta to I've never heard anybody say it. They just call him the Greek freak or Giannis. Oh, I've heard there was one. Anatompolis? Anacompolis? Stephanopoulos? (laughs) That has to be the opener for the podcast, by the way. Just Daniel trying to pronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) Here, I'll give you a dark horse. I will say, I mean, this is not going to happen, but if I had to pick a team not in... In the top, not the top one or two, uh, I'll go with Russ. I'll go with angry little Russell and uh, the, yeah. White, the Thunder with just... Carmelo and Paul George, two guys that were that were superstars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and think Stephen Adams. He's he's that's still easy. healthy, isn't he? The Bucks is the biggest dark horse I've ever heard. I think the Greek Creek has a lot of room to grow, man. I don't know. Uh, I can't hit a jump shot, man. Giannis Atentico Kuwampo. How do you say that? I think it's uh, a tunkapo. <laughs> I sound like my two-year-old trying to pronounce some word. A tunkapo. Like, no, it's anakimpo or something. I think it's anakimpo. Anakimpo. Whatever. Why are we talking about him anymore? We're getting <laughs> that dark point. Horse. Yeah. 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 
Well, he doesn't. I, I don't really care about his jump shots not falling because he's just gonna dunk on somebody and put somebody else jump, on a poster, and that's jump over somebody. Yes. Yeah. And then All what right. happens when they put Braun on him? Who's he gonna go to? What are they gonna do Nobody. then? Yeah. Middleton. No, they don't really who, have another who, who, another well, Greek freak on the roster. Well, here's the problem: the Cavaliers are gonna lose in the first round of the Pacers, so it doesn't really oh. <laughs> Here, quick game. Name three Pacers. Current Pacers. Lance Stevenson. Does he even play Not you, Pacers? Al. Me? <laughs> I can't. Okay, <laughs> but you picked him to beat LeBron. Because why would I not? Why, I hate LeBron. I hate uh, the Cavaliers. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I, I'd love to. I'd love, I'd love that to happen. I'm tired of it. Okay, this <gasps> oh. is something that we had even written down to talk about. Alex, enlighten yeah. us here. Why do you sign Kendrick Perkins if you're anyone? Much less one of the top two teams in the league. What? Kendrick Perkins. He's a bruiser, man. He's, he's your muscle. <laughs> he's a goon off the bench to injure somebody, baby. He's, he's like combating yeah. Zaza for him. Kendrick yeah. Perkins what has not ever – he hasn't been good in like eight years, but he hasn't even played in two, right? So he hasn't played in two since the 16th you, season. Listen, you just need one fallback guy to just step underneath Kawhi Leonard on a jump shot. And completely knock him out of the playoffs. Which, by the way, I think the Spurs would have beaten the Warriors had Kawhi Leonard not gone out in that first game no. after Zaza came under him. So I think he's a perfect guy to sign. I I don't see I don't I don't see how not everybody on in the Eastern Conference you know playoffs is not looking to sign a guy like that who they could bring on and be like, oh well, it's Kendrick Perkins. Like, what do you I mean? What do you want from him? Right? He's knocked out the superstar player. There you go. That's brazen. If you're bringing a guy in just to just to, now, to beat him up. Now, for for the sake of all due respect to Kendrick Perkins, he was playing basketball last season for okay. the for the Canton Charge. Okay, the Canton, Canton Charge. The Canton Charge in so, Cherokee County. Not, <laughs> not the. Did not, y'all scrimmage them, Mark? Is your junior Chiefs? <laughs> Scrimmage. Is this the kid that stole, stole the headphones? <laughs> That's a guy that needs need your player in the head and then Kendrick Perk out there. Not, yeah. not Canton, Georgia. This is Canton, Canton, Ohio. But, oh, that makes sense. And they're in the G League. They, so, How many points did he average, do you think, in the G League? Couldn't be, uh, couldn't be many. Dude, he always looked so out of place running down the court. He looked like Sasquatch. Like he was running. Like he swinging his arms. Molasses, yeah. And he always looked mad. What was his stat line, even in his like a, his heyday, like when he was like like semi an option? Okay, let's look. Most points per game. Mm-hmm. Hey, he did have ten points a game. Oh nine ten. In the when he played for Boston. Yeah. How many rebounds? Seven. Oh, see, that was his heyday, the Boston days, right? He was yeah. part of the big three. He was their right. enforcer. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Career, yeah. career. he's at 5.8 rebounds a game and 5.4 uh, points I don't game. know that you need an enforcer when you got Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett on your team. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's always out of place. Yeah, but well, he's got a ring. They say he's fake tough. That's what everybody says. Oh, really? Because he looks yeah. like the guy that I would be most afraid of. Agreed. I'm with you. And when my buddy who, who is pretty close to the NBA and stuff, he, he told me that there's guys in the league that said he's fake tough. And I was like, no Man. way would I ever believe that. I'm not there to test it. You know, I'm not even trying to no. find out. Just know? reading here that he posted a thousand bond on a misdemeanor assault when he punched two people after a fender bender. 
So, there's there's your enforcer. I mean, that, that that's who he looks like to me. If like, I'm, if I'm scouring the waiver wire, I'm looking for the guy who's got a misdemeanor charge. Earlier right? this season, he was hanging out go. with KG in Area 51 or 21 or whatever he does, and he was looking go. like he was enjoying retirement. And now he's he's playing on the, the East favorites. I just can't. That's that's bizarre to me. They they've had a lot of all like Richard Jefferson and all these old players on their roster and yeah and, it never works out though right they're it's, maybe they're just trying to keep that going I think yeah. he probably played in it maybe Tyron Lue maybe they were teammates at one point you know back because they played around yeah. the same yeah. <laughs> I don't know interesting <laughs> interesting thought yeah, that's just yeah. one that we actually met um, yeah that's Ms. it Alex do you like Florida Georgia line no. No, 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 no. Alex, no, do, you, do you like Nickelback? No, I don't like either of those two bands. I thought that that was a great reference, though, by Daniel. I think they're the same people. I mean, have we ever seen the two bands in the same room? Well, I'm going to time out. Time out. Okay. <laughs> because Nickelback has never had Nelly do a remix of one of their songs. Are we sure about that? I'm willing to bet something very precious to me that Nickelback has never had a remix with Look Nelly. Look at this photograph. Have you? Hey, when you were oh, you weren't in college then, 2001. I'm a freshman at UGA. The song that is on every bar radio is uh. What this is how this you is me? how yes yeah that's the dumbest song in the world. Okay, but I'd listen to that a hundred times a day before I listen to whatever Florida Georgia. And have you seen how they dress? See, that song gets stuck in your head. Have you seen how they dress? Well, they're like country frat boys. They're not country. That's the thing. Like, they're not country. They're they're like poppy, hip-hop. They're country in the sense that they're country in the sense that Florida's in the South. Like, really not. And that twang that they sing with, it's so over the top. I you know that song Cruise they had that was like popular in the summer that that kind of set off the summer I think it was 2015. They have brief. They have a couple songs that you'd say, hey, yeah, I could. That's I not could bad. Get down this right? It's, it's a yeah, persona, it's two, man. It's two more it's songs. It's a persona, that, dude. You can never look me in the face and tell me Nickelback is better than Florida Georgia Line. Nickelback is better than Florida Georgia Line. I think you, on my no, life, no, on my no, life, no, there is something no. you've been drinking yeah. right there in that yeah. in that water glass. No water. No. <laughs> Dana, you got Chad Kroger ma- married. Chad Kroger married Avril Lavigne. Okay. She's Did not. He? My, she's not my cup yeah. of tea though. So that he doesn't mean, that means nothing to me. Okay. Hey, I I just actually gives him some street cred there. Yeah, she was growing up. Is she she Canadian also, though? Yeah. Well, see, that that doesn't count. That disqualifies that reference. This is not Canada. It's the U.S. She was, Levine was where it was at. Florida Georgia Line is ten times better than Nickelback. Who does that, Daniel? Is that where you're going on? Is that is that? That's where where I was going, Alex. Daniel was telling me. Coolest. I said coolest. I said cooler. (laughs) I haven't listened to enough Florida Georgia Line to compare them lyrically. I would listen to them over Florida Georgia Line. I'm not a. I'm and not I would a say that cool. I would say that if anything is going to be cool, and Google Nelly, a picture of Florida Georgia Line. Nelly was in the video. Google a would, picture of Florida Georgia Line. I would tell you that. Just put Georgia Line and then something. Would, no, don't go to their website, man. He's over here giving them hits. He goes to their web. <laughs> Look at that, dude. He looks like Joseph, uh, you know, like from Kid the Bible. Rock. He just looks like Kid No, Rock. he's not. Dude, to the These day the I die. Go down Nickelback. here. These are the kids. Kid Rock was a, was a, you don't compare 
Florida Georgia line to Kid Rock. I mean, yeah, they don't uh, get look like, out of it, here, it doesn't dude. look like Travis Tritt or or Alan Jackson. He's or wearing Merle a fur Haggard. coat with bezels on it, and because well, he was hanging out with Nelly, man. Hat. That's what happens when you hang out with Nelly? You God, get... they're so lame. That is, they're they're the same people. I'm with you, Art. I, I'm no, with that's you on Daniel that's saying that that. No, I'm saying they're better than Nickelback. It's not. No, I agree. No, I'm saying that Kid Rock reference. I, yes. I think you're on. To, I think they're the same. Y'all are. Yeah, I'm about to. I'm about to walk out of this. <laughs> Comparing Kid Rock to Florida Georgia. Oh, get the. Uh, if you put if you put big rims on your truck. Look at him right there with Avril Lavigne. Dude, you can't be. <laughs> Please tell me what is appealing about Avril Lavigne. I'm, I'm oh God, get out! Art. <laughs> I'm I'm very confused by this look here. Maybe not at the moment. Way dark eyeshadow. I mean, back in the day, hey, she was yeah, edgy, we, man. She was know, edgy. We haven't seen the, Avril Lavigne in a while. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. That's one thing I will I will uh, admit to. So, X. You know what else? X. Is yeah, she is. woke up. And I didn't said, say I, I didn't say he's cool. I think he's lame as I think his band is lame as hell. <laughs> I just think Florida Georgia Line is like. At one step below him in terms we're, of we're gonna put a pull out on they on tried Twitter. too hard that's what I'm saying Nickelback never tried to, whatever they had success Florida Georgia Line tries too hard to be a specific thing they want to be a crossover hip hop and country and be cool and have Nelly do remixes that's great but it's all made by a record company it's all bullshit that's what I'm saying it's like it's all they just have a twang, and so they dress him up and put him in these colored trench coats or whatever the hell he's wearing. <laughs> and then they just they get out there. They have no talent at all. This is rant, I, this rant is amazing. I love this. Rant. I've never heard, I never thought I'd hear you rant about this, Daniel. Ever. I just can't stand Florida Georgia Line, man. I'm I'm, I'm hurt, man. That's you know. Here, I'm, here sorry, we are. I'm surprised here that you are. like Florida Georgia Line. Well, I think their music is a little catchy. I mean, like I said, it's There's not, a lot of things yeah. that are catchy. Call Me Maybe, did you like that? Carly Rae Jepsen? No, I did not. I, I that was, was the catchiest song I've ever heard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was, I still sing yeah, that. It was extremely catchy because it, imagine being in a room with, I don't know, 800 middle schoolers and they play that song, you know, okay. and it's like, oh my gosh. But you said you like Florida Georgia Line because they're catchy. In a different way. It's not... Uh, I would listen to the Carly Rae Jepsen before I would listen to I Florida would, Georgia Line. I would not Line. because I would dun, feel like... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. This is crazy. Hit my number. Call me, Okay, baby. that's or maybe. Yeah. We've gone off the rails here. <laughs> Way off. Alex. Art singing Carly Rae Jepsen. I got to go eat dinner. Yeah, oh, my yeah, gosh. I hear you, man. And, and if, it, yeah, we, we've, we've taken way too much of your time. Thanks so much for joining us this week, Alex. Yeah. Um, and this will, um, you know, we'll have you on as, uh, we'll do the... Uh, Ma- uh, major minute with with Alex uh, yeah. at the next Goring major golf minute. Going golf minute. I'm sorry. Going golf minute. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for yeah, joining us, sir. Role, I've been a role player all my life, so it just it makes sense. There hey, we go. Into he it. fits right in. He fits right in. <laughs> all right, fellas. Y'all right, take thank it easy, you, sir. Appreciate it, man. Bye bye. So there you have it. Uh, <laughs> if you've made it to this point, <laughs> then you're right. At this point, <laughs> very loyal. What we're gonna do now is we're gonna break down the upcoming major uh, circuit in tennis, men's and women's tennis. <laughs> so Art and I are going to now break. <laughs> Figure if you've listened for an hour and a half or however long, let's let's just go ahead and let's cover let's get, every yeah. innocuous sport yeah. known to man. Now, um, thank you very much to Alex for for basically and for to his wife for for giving a little bit of 
time and and staying that long with us and talking that much it's it's hard to it, we always i always tell people and we've mentioned on here that you don't realize how long you've gone until you look up at the timer and we look up and it, it's been an hour hour, hour and a half yes so. so i know we ran long we thank big thanks to alex gorin uh first time masters patron yeah. uh NBA, golf super fan golf now. super fan nba super pickup basketball star hey I'll, let me mention this too that man at, at kennesaw state his flag football team has gone down in the record books as that he had a, a team called greatest show on turf and uh dude they just blitzed everyone i think he won back-to-back national championships they were ranked like number one and then him and his quarterback and a couple other guys came and brought us a, t- a title in our league he uh so we didn't mention that a very accomplished, dare I say, maybe a Hall of Famer for what his work in the flag, intramural flag, flag football, football arena. Yeah, that's, that, that that's impressive. Yeah, uh, just an outstanding young man. So we we appreciate his time on the show this week. Um, do we have anything else, or is it time to, to get out of here? It. Yeah, I think All we're right. well over. So thanks for listening once again. We are the Role Players. You can listen to us as always on SoundCloud and iTunes. The podcast will be out on. Friday morning. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at the Role Players One, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd be more than happy to have any followers we can get. Once again, big shout out to our sponsors, uh, Yorganizer.com and Hillstrides, and also thanks, big shout out to Cedarwood Tavern. And really, guys, if you're looking for anything that is everything about high school football in Cherokee County, tune into the Cedarwood Tavern, guys. They do a great pre and post game show in the fall, and I think have some special treats coming for you uh, with the spring season coming up. So, uh, you know, for our fan, for our local listeners here in Cherokee County, that's all I got. Do you have anything that's else? That's all I got. All right. Once again, our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to us anyway. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good week. Bye-bye.